thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We've been waiting for you, and I know you're hungry for the Word. And uh, we're hungry for that Word. Why? Because it takes our life and it sets it on course. Not just hearing it, but doing it. Amen. Amen. We've been taking the last several weeks and ministering on something that's really been a joy to study on. And what it is, is walking in love. Because our love life, our love walk is connected directly to our faith walk. And uh, we want our faith to work because that's how we conduct uh, business transactions with heaven. But without that faith working, uh, we can't receive what heaven's provided for us. But love is what causes our faith to work right. Amen. Amen. The word tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but faith works by love. So faith comes by hearing, but it doesn't work by hearing. It works by love. So we need to not only be skillful with our faith, we need to be skillful in our love walk. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been, as I said, we've been taking weeks teaching on it. We're going to continue. We're not done. We have a few more episodes that we're going to be teaching on this. We're going to get through 91 pages of notes. Good for you if you stick it out, right? And so that just means there's a lot to say on it. Uh, Before we go any further, I can sense that tangible healing anointing in my hand. What does that mean? It means that the power of God is available to you to receive healing. So there's somebody right now, someone in your throat area, that's, there's, there's some kind of growth there. Not only that, there's somebody else that you have had ongoing lingering pain and difficulties in the throat area. It seems to me with your swallowing. So if that's you right where you're at, just say, I receive that power right now. Amen. Because the power of God is working. The power of God is moving. And then not only that, that same power is moving up into the ear area, going up into that ear canal, that ear channel. So if you've had problems with your ears, um, it seems to me there's been an infection in somebody's ears that's being healed right now. You say, well, how do I receive that? Respond to it. How do you respond to it? Say, I I take that. I take that. That's mine right now. And then you thank God for it. Amen. 
sometimes we see changes that happen instantly and sometimes over the next hours or the next few days, people recognize change, but just thanking God the whole time for it. Amen. Somebody, there's lumps being healed in your breasts right now. Ladies, some lumps being healed right now. It, and they might have been cancerous or they might not have, but God just says lumps are being healed right now. So just say, I receive that. Somebody, there's been ongoing stomach condition. So just receive healing in the area of your stomach right now. Um, in my services, when the word of knowledge starts going into operation for healing, um, one of the things I remind those present of is that God is not wanting to heal some and leave others out. Right. When he has me or any minister to minister regarding the word of knowledge, which is a gift of the spirit, a manifestation of the spirit spoken of in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, when God has us to minister that way, um, it's because he's demonstrating to everyone who has a physical need that if they'll release their faith power, God will meet them. Yes. Yes. He's not calling out some just to eliminate some. He's demonstrating to everyone that if you'll release your faith power, God will heal you. Amen. Amen. So if that's you right now, you have pain in your body. Just say, I receive healing right now into that area of pain. There's somebody you're being healed right now. Uh, headaches. It seems like down the back of your head. If I could say right here, starting at the crown and then just going down the back of the head, there's been ongoing pain and it's been going on for a long time. That's being healed right now. So all you have to do is thank God. It's not our job to get rid of pain. It's our job to, to believe that he does it. He does the work. Jesus said, the greater one in me, he does the works. Amen. The father in me, he does the works. We don't have to get rid of pain. We don't have to get rid of symptoms, but we do believe he deals with it. Amen. Someone's shoulders are being healed. So right now where you're at, move those shoulders around. There is healing working right now. We're not, we're not moving that shoulder around to see if it worked. We're giving action to the anointing of God. Why? Because faith is an act. We believe that power and so we act on it and we receive what that does. So just right where you're at, move that around. Amen. And I say this, if there's any part of your body that you've been struggling with, receive that healing power, then move it around. Do what you, what your body said was a difficulty or what you couldn't do. Amen. I, I remember I was doing one episode and we received a testimony back and I said, there's somebody, you're laying in bed watching this and you've been paralyzed, get up out of the bed and walk. We got testimony that a man was flicking across his, the, the channel. He wasn't trying to find the Victory Channel necessarily. He was just surfing through the channels and ended up stopping while I was preaching. And right when I, he stopped, I called it out and he was laying in bed and he was paralyzed. And uh, then I said, you're laying in that bed. You can get up now and walk. And he did. And uh, then he, they contacted us and let us know about it. We appreciate it. Let us know what God's doing for you. Let us know. It matters that you testify because what you're grateful for, the devil can't steal from you. And if you're grateful for something, you tell it to somebody. 
Haven't you ever gone to a restaurant and you go, oh, they have my favorite dish? You don't keep that a secret. You go tell everybody you know, right? How much more what God does for us we have gratitude for. Tell it. And you know, Jesus stopped and in Mark chapter five, there was a woman with the issue of blood that was healed and Jesus stopped uh, the whole scene that day just to hear her testimony. And because Jesus stopped for her testimony, how many millions of people have been healed reading her testimony? Her testimony ushered others into what God had for them. So uh, just receive what God has for you right now. Amen. Amen. There's somebody else that the female organs are being healed. So just right where you're at, you put your hand on that part of your body and just say, I receive my healing. In fact, there's parts being put back. You've had a surgery that that's been removed and uh, God's putting that back for you. And you say, well, will God do that? Well, God made you. (laughs) Amen. He knows how to put things back. Amen. Praise God. There's feet being healed right now. I said, there's feet being healed right now. So move those around, get up and jump, jump up and down on it or, or, you know, step on it a certain way, squat down, do something you couldn't do before to let, to let the devil know, I believe the power of God. I believe in God and I believe I'm healed right now. Amen. When you're healed, you can do what you couldn't do before. So go ahead and do it. You're authorized. Amen. And like I said, you don't have to wait till I call it out because God is just calling out certain, having me to call out certain ones is a demonstration to everyone that healing power is available. Amen. So just take it. Jesus, we thank you right now for that healing power. We so appreciate it. We're so, so grateful. Amen. Well, as I said, call our, call our prayer line, let them know about it or send us a, send us a message on our website, deframeministries.org. You can fill out a testimony page there. We want to hear about it. We want to know about it. Amen. As I said, we've been ministering on the subject of love and look at this, something that Kenneth Hagin, he would make this statement. He said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confessions of faith. Why would he say that? Because if we stepped outside of love, no amount of confessions of faith will will substitute for the lack of love. Amen. We want to be on love's territory, not sin's territory. So uh, Brother Hagen also made this statement. If symptoms show up, the first place I check is my love walk to make sure I'm walking in love. Why? Because your love walk's connected to your health. I said your love walk is connected to your health, whether you know it or not. Your your love walk is connected to your health. You know, um, it's in, I believe in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, somewhere around in there. If if I have it, I might have that reference incorrect, but go find it. Um, (laughs) But Peter said, he that would love life, and see good days. It is first Peter chapter three, verse 10. Thank you. Uh, first Peter chapter three, verse 10 for he that would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Notice this, that whether or not you're loving life and seeing good days is connected to your tongue, how you're using your tongue, what words you're speaking. How many of you know our tongue is for love words, faith words, not for hurtful words, not for damaging words, not for harsh words. He that would love life 
and see good days. Sick days aren't good days. Broke days aren't good days. Strife days in a marriage aren't good days. So whether or not we realize that our love walk is connected to how sweet our life is. And you say, Pastor Nancy, I wasn't raised in a sweet home. You can rewrite the story of that. You can change it. Amen. You can be the first in your family. You can be the first to have a home of love and peace and just say, I'm not allowing anything else in this home. Amen. That doesn't mean that you become uh, passive as a parent and let wrong things go on because I'm walking in love. Uh, Love doesn't let wrong continue. Love is not permissive towards wrongdoing. Love deals with it in the home, but love demands a flow in the home. I love what Joshua said. He said, as for me and my house, I'm talking for everybody under my authority. We will serve the Lord. I'm not asking them if they want to. We are. That's a man who walked in the authority that love gave him. Amen. Well, we've been looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verses 4 and 8. We've looked at this, so many descriptions given of how love manifests. Um, we looked at this, love is patient, love is kind. This is the one we've been on now for a little bit here. Uh, we're going to finish this one up and go further, but I want us to revisit something we finished up with on the previous episode. When we looked at this word or this phrase, love is kind, there are other translations of that phrase. And it says, love is courteous. Mm-hmm. Uh, one says, love has no loud words in her mouth. Mm-hmm. So notice this, love will, uh, kindness will even change your tone of how you handle people. Uh, love cares for others more than for self. Well, we took some time in the previous episode on that one. Uh, we finished up with this one. Love looks for a way of being constructive. Sometimes how you can help people is not obvious, but you look for the way. That's good. Sometimes people seem to be pushing you away, but you can always look and find a way to lift them up. Amen. So love cares for others more than itself, but also love looks for a way of being a blessing to someone else. And the way to be a blessing is you're a builder. You're not a demolition team in your life. You're not in there trying to tear people down, tear relationships down, tear a marriage down, tear homes down, tear, tear children down. Um, Many people think they have faith issues when sometimes it's a love issue. It's how they're handling those in their home. Um, The real picture of our spiritual development is shown in the home, not when we're in public. Because we can contain ourselves for a short time while we're in public. Right? We can hold ourselves into good behavior. But how we are at home, that's the real picture of our spiritual development. So we need to be sober about how we sound at home, how we look at how we treat each other in the home. Our family should get the best version of us, not strangers out in public that you'll never see again. Our our family members should get the best version of us. So practice your love skills at home first and foremost. Amen. Love looks for a way of being constructive. That means that I'm not going to be a part of your downfall, but I I will sure be a part of building you up. Amen. Amen. Uh, Love is going to make the other guy look good. And if we don't, it will affect our health. Why? Because our love walk affects our faith and our faith won't work for our bodies if we're not walking in love. 
Uh, over in Matthew chapter 12, verse 20, I just want to refer to one phrase that Jesus made, or it's made about Jesus, rather. It says, a bruised reed shall he not break. So notice this, uh, Jesus does not delight in discarding what is damaged. When someone has their, 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 their life has been damaged by the past, by other people, by maybe their own doing. Jesus isn't looking to get rid of that. Um, but he is delighted at seeing that what is broken be made whole. And when we, we see people's lives that there's injuries in their life due to whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter where the injury came from. We'd be a part of the healing process of that. Amen. What's this mean? He lifted men. He did not say you're broken beyond repair. Amen. Because any, any man's brokenness is God's ability to heal that and to make that whole. Amen. Amen. So we, we are part of that process that we don't break people down. When people are, if I could say this, struggling, you know, when people have missed it, most of the time, most of the time, people, even if they're not uh, acknowledging it to others, they know themselves whether they've missed it or not. When people have missed it, you don't want to be a part of helping them go down further under that. But a part of lifting them up. Amen. The next thing that we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, in the, descri- in the description of love, the King James says that love envieth not. Mm-hmm. Other translation says this, love knows neither envy nor jealousy. Right. Love doesn't want what belongs to others. And then it says love is not possessive. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is important. So Because we are in Christ, we have been blessed with all blessings. We've been blessed with abundance. We certainly don't need to wish it off of someone else. We've got our own. I said, we've got our own. His blessings don't belong to one more than to the other. And if you see that somebody has something more than what you have, you know what that is? That's an example of what he'll do for you if you'll believe him. Of what God will do for you if you'll use your faith. It's not to, to say, boy, I wish I had that. Well, just say, thank you for putting that example out there for me. I've settled for too little. Amen. Faith can lay hold of it. Love doesn't need to be envious or jealous of what others may have for love is leaning and drawing on God, not others. Love is not disturbed at the increase, the success and the prosperity of others. Love is, love is this. It sees a, it sees a a beautiful home. Um, Doubt and unbelief will say nobody should live like that. But faith and love will say everybody should live like that. Amen. So love is not disturbed that somebody else has more, but love says, thank you for showing me the example of what God will do for me if I believe him. Wishing it off of someone else will not add it to you. And that's what jealousy does. It, it not only wants it for itself, but it wishes the other person didn't even have it. That's not love. 
Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this, who hath blessed us. Mm -hmm. Meaning this is not a future tense thing when we get to heaven. This is something he's already done for us. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And people would say, well, that just means spiritual things, not natural things. Uh, well, my favorite translation, which is the Norley translation of this verse says that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys. Mm-hmm. What does heaven enjoy right now? Total provision, yes. total health, yes. total peace, yes. total abundance. Uh-huh. So yes, that's going to affect the, this natural realm. That's right. That's right. Amen. God doesn't want us doing without when heaven is enjoying abundance. Mm-hmm. He's provided abundance for us. Think of it. Nothing of heaven has been withheld from us. Everything that heaven is enjoying is available to us now. We don't have to go there before we can live in the flow of that place. Meaning we can use our faith and receive the fullness of what God has for us on this earth, the blessings of God. And it's with our faith we lay hold of it, right? Jealousy won't add anything to us, but faith sure will. Walking in love sure will. Love is not possessive. Now look at this thing. Love is not possessive, meaning we don't need to be possessive of things we don't have. We meaning I wish I had that, not them. Love, love isn't possessive of things you do have. Why? Because it's not things that give you value and give you worth. Don't attach your self-image to something tangible. When we're not possessive of things that we have, then God can speak to us about them and it's a joy to do with them what he says to do. Amen. Amen. Whether it's items or whether it's money, Oh, yeah. We can freely share as the Spirit leads us to as we choose to be generous. The more we choose to be generous, the more love is getting its way in our life because love is not possessive, trying to hold on to everything it's got. Even trying to hold on to all the money it's got. Bless God, I'm not letting go of this. Mm. Love is not possessive even of its money, its resources. If we won't give it, we probably aren't safe with it. Oh, because what we won't let go of is what that portion of us is not holding to him. Mm-hmm. What about the rich young ruler? Remember he came up to Jesus and he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus started listening to 10 commandments. He said, do these things. And this young man says, I've done that since my youth. So he was raised in a home that knew the standard of the word. And Jesus said, one thing thou lackest, go sell all you have, give it to the poor, come follow me. That is not what Jesus said to every man. Jesus said that to him. And it says that when this young man heard that, he was grieved. Why? Because what Jesus was touching on was what the man was holding as a possession he wouldn't let go of. And he walked away. Walked away, got the same call as the other disciples. Come follow me. Walked away from that place. But um, it says he walked away grieved. I guarantee you he never enjoyed what he had again because there was words whole, there were words living over that. 
He never saw it again. What he possessed preached to him of his disobedience. Does that mean that God does not want you to have anything? That is not what Jesus was saying there. Jesus was saying one thing you lack. What is it they lacked? He was, he was possessive of his possessions. He was holding to them as his self-worth. And uh, you can't give to Jesus. If, and Jesus said to him, sell all you have, go give it to the poor, come follow me. He had ended up with more than he ever had. Right. Why? What happened to Peter when Peter loaned him his loaned Jesus his boat? He ended up with a more fishing than he had, more fish than he ever had, and it filled the partners' boats. So if this young ruler would have done this, Jesus was going to show him, "I have increased for you that doesn't come through you you uh, holding on to it with a death grip." Yes. I'll bring you greater increase just through obeying me. So Jesus was not telling everybody to get rid of all your wealth. He was telling that one man, there's something tripping you up. Jesus wanted to train him to have it without possessiveness. But he wouldn't let go of that. Amen. Um, Divine love is not possessive of things. But can I tell you this? Divine love is also not possessive of people. Trying to control and manipulate yeah. people yeah. because they're possessive. Um, that comes from many times people insecure in themselves, so they've got to hold on to others. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, when you're the head of a home, you're the head of a family, you need to protect that home. Yes. Absolutely. That's not being possessive, right. Right. that's walking in your authority. Mm-hmm. But there is such a thing that it's jealous that if somebody talks, if a, if a mate or a family member talks to someone else or, uh, you know, goes and visits someone else and they, they've got to control, know where they're at every moment. It's not wrong to be accountable to one another. I'm not saying that, but I am saying there is a, a, a place where it crosses the line and now you're possessive of people and you, you're, you're, you're hindering and limiting and, and it chokes the, it chokes the love out of a relationship. We don't have to live that way. Yes. Amen. Amen. We don't gain our self-worth from who's attached to our life. We gain it from Him. Yes. And because of who we are in Christ, we're free to be a blessing to others and not be a hindrance in their life. Yes. Amen. Amen. How many times marriages and relationships have broken down due to possessiveness? Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult to live with. And uh, anyway, there's a higher flow. There's just a higher flow. And we all have to learn that flow. Amen. Because uh, the love flow blesses everyone and lifts everyone. Well, we've been teaching out of the book, Love the Great Quest. We want you to get your copy. It will be a blessing to you. Go to DufresneMinistries.org and order your copy there. Or you can go to JesusTheHealer.org. It'll take you to the same website and you can order your copy there. And listen, don't just order it for someone else. (laughs) Love is not just telling somebody else how they need to walk in love. Love is learning it for themselves. Amen. And remember this until next time that we see you. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. 
Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Healer Divine, we're presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed He has made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.